Hey everybody, thanks for joining us online. We're in a series right now called Change, and we want to be a people who excitedly embrace God change. Yeah, our heart in this series is that we'd see how good God is. Mm -hmm. And you know, when we see that, you know, we're, we're enabled to just dive into the things that He brings our way. Absolutely. So hey, we hope this message is a blessing to you. God bless you. Can you say change? See, change when it's God, change is good, okay? Um, our, our, our heart in these messages, you know, is to, to get us to a place where we're going to experience all that God has for us. It's possible to walk your life out in this earth, and God is, you know, Micah said it this morning, he's raining down blessings everywhere, but we've got our little umbrella up that keep those blessings from hitting us with the full impact that God intends, you know? And, 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 and one of the things that we need to be aware of is, is, is change when it's a God thing is not something to reject, it's something to embrace. And, and, and I'll, I'll tell you what, you know, I can't do a series on change without talking about what we're going to address this morning. And it's this, it's changing the way we think, changing our minds. Did you know you can change your mind? Have you ever been in the restaurant? You're over at Nettie Q's and you're thinking you're going to order spaghetti and then you see someone coming out with uh, crab ravioli and you go oh I'm changing my mind I'm changing my mind I'm going for it you know uh, you know sometimes you know too many choices makes it hard because you don't know where to go but what I'm telling you this morning is we need to change the way we think about ourselves about our lives and we need to begin to think the way God thinks about us you know, Paul, I'm just going to reference this scripture, but in Philippians 3, Paul gave us a key for successful living here on the earth. And boiling it down into my words, it's this. It's being able to let go of the past and move forward in the present and in the future with God. You can't move forward in the present. You can't even move in the present unless we learn to let go of the past. We're not going to get stuck in the past. We're not going to get stuck in a decade. We're going to walk with him, and we're going to experience fresh life daily. Remember when God fed the, the children of Israel with manna? You know, there was a daily thing about it. A daily thing. You may not know the story. Maybe you do. But, but these people were out in the wilderness. And, and they didn't know what they were going to eat. Sometimes we've been in that situation maybe, you know. But God provided. And the way he did it is he, he rained this stuff down on a daily basis. It was called manna. And I think it was something like pancakes, you know, kind of, you know. Kind of good. I like that. And, and it, this, this stuff would fall down every day. And, and it, was, it was strange how we are, how I can be like this. Uh, some people tried to hoard it up. They tried to, well, you know, I think I'm going to get a little savings jar for my manna. And what happened, though, is if people tried to hoard it up too much, it rotted. And that tells me something about God. He's always fresh. He's always not, he's not day old. Okay, he's 
fresh. He goes for the fresh stuff. Now, I'm not saying I won't walk into the acoustic and buy a day-old loaf of bread, okay? Sometimes I have. But I'm telling you, when it comes to God and what he has in our lives, I'm telling you, it's always fresh. Let's just read this, this story in Matthew 5. Uh, Jesus was talking here. You know, to me, this is a familiar portion of Scripture, you know, and, and uh, we did a series called Red Letter, I think, last year, and we, we talked a lot about a lot of these things here. But, but in Matthew chapter 5, how about this? He says, you're the salt of the earth. Anybody like salt? My wife is like the salt queen. I can salt her eggs in the morning, and she'll still, she, she's such a salt queen that she carries a little jar of salt in her purse. She does. Just a secret you probably didn't want to know. But, but in any case, <laughs> Jesus said, you're the salt of the earth. And if salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? I mean, I like things seasoned. I like flavor. It's then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. He says, you're the light of the world. The city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor, he said, get this, this is verse 15, he says, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but they put it on a lampstand so that it'll give light to all that are in the house. So shall, so shall your light shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. See, this is what the Christian life is supposed to be like. We're supposed to see, when you get born again, God comes, he lives in you. You have something in you that's of heaven. And, and Jesus said that it is possible for a person that has this heaven stuff on the inside of them, they could go through life sheltered in such a way that they cover up who they really are on the inside and never express the goodness of God in their daily routine. Wow, I don't want to do that. Does anybody? Nobody wants to do that. In fact, the, the truth is that's really being a hypocrite. A hypocrite is, is somebody who is one thing, but they portray themselves as something else. And, and usually we think of it in another tone, but, but here Jesus is explaining how it can happen, is that people can have this wonderful experience where God has become real to them. He's living in them, but they go around with a bushel basket over their head. To me, that just sounds weird right there. Wearing a bushel basket over your head. But, but what he says is they put this bushel basket over their head and it keeps the real person from ever shining out. And, you know, if you look at this closely, what you really see is this bushel basket isn't a literal bushel basket, but the reality is this, it's people's minds and how they think. You know, your mind can be like a bushel basket over the light that you have on the inside of you, but I'm telling you, it's not that your mind is bad. But it's the, it's the fact that maybe you've refused to change your mind and line it up with who you really are. To line it up with who God says you are. Just a couple examples we're going to go to this morning quickly is, is uh, just in Numbers 13. I'm going to tell you this story. There's this group of people back in Numbers 13. We often, often call them the children of Israel. You know, and, and literally they were children of a man named Israel, okay? So that's where it comes from, you could say. But, but really, we could say this, they were really God's people on the earth in that day, okay? God is not limited to the children of Israel or the children of Fred or anybody else. He's out there for every one of you today, 
okay? But these happen to be the people who came under covenant with God in this day, and they, they had left this place of captivity where they were actually slaves, and it was, it was, it was in Egypt. And they were out following, you know, God's direction and going to a place that, that we would call this the promised land. What was it? They had a vision before them. They were going to a place that God had spoken to them about that was going to be, you know, this is the terminology that you'll find in Numbers 13. It was flowing with milk and honey. Kind of like Wisconsin, okay? <laughs> you know, uh, so, so there they are on this journey. They're going to this place, and they get right up to the brink of God's blessing in their life. They get right up to the edge of it. And so what they do is they send in a team of people to go spy out the land, okay? You know, and, and, and this land had been inhabited. Have you ever thought about the blessings of God and you thought, well, if it's really God, there'll never be any challenges, there'll never be any problems I have to contend with? Let me, let me wake you up for a minute to a reality. You're living on planet Earth, okay? You're living on planet Earth, and even when God blesses your life, there will be challenges that you need to rely on God to, you know, for to help you overcome, People, you know, they, they might come up there and they see something that God has promised them and it looks like it isn't just going to be set in their hands. It isn't mysteriously float down, you know, like the manna did uh, or something, you know, and they think, well, it must not be God. No, no. What God wants you to do is rise up in him. Rise up and draw on his strength and say, you know what? I'm more than a match for anything that's out there. I've got God in me. I can, I can conquer this stuff. I'm laying hold of what God has for me. You know, even if there's a push, even if there's a challenge, even if there's a giant, God is in me. I can do this. You know, not on my strength, but his. So they come up to this place. They send in these spies. And they scope out the land. And they come back to the people to bring the report. And there was 12 spies. And 10 of the spies come back with one report. And two of the spies come back with a completely different report. One thing they all agreed on is it was truly a land that God had said had flowed with milk and honey. They said it was so fantastic. I mean, the grapes in that land, they are bigger than they are at the co-op. I'm telling you, they just excelled in every way. You know, the crops, my, I don't know what they did, but, but they, they've got it going for them. It's working good. So, so they all agreed on that, but... but Two of the spies, or ten of the spies, came back with the report that, you know, all this is good and true, but there are giants in this land. There are giants. Can you say giants? Sometimes life's like that. You look out there and you see it all and it looks like it's going to be great, but if it wasn't for that giant in my way. Well, that's how they felt. And, and they went on to, to elaborate even further. This is the words they said. They said, in their sight... We're nothing but grasshoppers. Don't you love that? They looked at themselves and they said, man, if them giants see us, all they'll see is some grasshopper to come and squash. Where's PETA? Squashing grasshoppers. I don't know. Anyway, but, but uh, uh, two of the spies, you know, happened to be these guys named Joshua and Caleb. And, and they saw these guys. They knew there was giants there. But they said, you guys are forgetting an important part of the equation. You guys are forgetting an important part of how you think about this. There's giants, but we've got the giant on our side. 
We can do it with God's help. You see, how they thought about God, how they thought about themselves, how they even thought about what other people thought about them, thinking giants are seeing them as grasshoppers, made a difference of what they could receive. You see, this is a story in the Old Testament, but in the New Testament, it tells us that these things are written down to us as examples. Examples for you and I today to realize this, that God has called us into a life of victory, a life of overcoming, but for us to enjoy it, we've got to choose to think the right way. We've got to choose to think about how God thinks, think about ourselves the way God thinks, think about God the way he thinks. Think about what other people think about us the way God thinks. You know, Peter, you see, well, let me just go to this first. Renewing your mind is, is you know, is a term I take out of, out of Romans, you know, having your mind renewed simply means this. Don't think about yourself the way you used to think before Christ. Everything changes. When Jesus comes into your life, Everything changes. Now, your mind, your thoughts are left up to you to choose. And if you choose to think of yourself as a loser, if you choose to think of yourself as someone who never quite measures up, if you choose to think of yourself as unworthy, it's going to limit you in your life. It's going to limit you in your Christian walk. It's going to limit the expression that you have on this earth. So what do we need to do? We need to choose to think. We need to choose to change. We need to choose to put on the mind of Christ. We need to choose to see ourselves in a new way. Now, you know, the thing about it is, 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 is you know, being a Christian and renewing your mind it's not something you do one time and then it's over. I wish that was the case. You know, I, I get in the spirit, you know, I'm just like, oh, God is so real. All right, there it is. That's how I'm going to think. The problem is, is that you walk away from these places and you face the real world out here. I don't even want to call it the real world. I'll just call it the world out here. Jesus is real in me. But you, you look at these things and it can change how you think. You're sitting in church and you feel like you can conquer the world. You know, I tell you, Jesus is Lord. And you walk out in, into, you know, get in your car and you drive away and you, you go home and you look at, at a pile of bills or something like that or the kids might have been fighting sickness or something and you think, whoa, where'd you go, God? Where'd you go? You see, your mind can, you know, it can get renewed, but, but I'll tell you what, it just doesn't stay renewed. Peter had an experience that illustrates this one time. He's out on a boat, and, and the, he's with the other disciples. And they look out, and they see someone walking on the water, and, and first they think it's a ghost, but then they realize it's Jesus walking on the water. And Peter says, hey, Jesus, if it's you, bid me come on the water. And Jesus looked at Peter and says, all right, Peter, come. You guys know the story. So what happens? Peter gets out of the boat. This is tremendous. This is defying the laws of gravity. You know, this is, this is, he doesn't even have a life preserver. And he walks out there on the waves, and he walks right on the water to go to Jesus. And all is going well. Can you imagine what the other guys are saying? Look at Peter, man. He's out there walking on the water. We thought it was amazing when Jesus did it, but now Peter's doing it. But what happened? 
is it says that Peter looked around and he saw the winds and the waves. And, and if you read the King James Version, it adds this word boisterous. Means this, the winds and waves, they were moving quick. They were howling, man. They were making some activity out there. They were giants in the way of Jesus. And Peter changed his mind. When he changed his mind, I, I love the way it says this too. It says he began to sink. I mean, to me, that's almost as hard as walking on the water. You know, I'm a sinker. I jump in the water, right down, you know, bob a couple times, but, you know, I basically, I don't begin to sink. But Peter began to sink, and why was it? It was because he changed the way he thought. He was thinking right. He was thinking like Jesus. He was thinking, hey, God spoke. Jesus spoke. I can do this thing. But then he began to assess the situation, and he changed his mind again to the negative, and it caused him to go down. I love the end of it, though, is that Jesus looked at him, walked over, reached out his hand, pulls him up, doesn't condemn him. He walks right together with him, right, getting back in the boat, gets in the boat, and he's like, that's how it's done, guys. That's how we walk with Jesus. What I am telling you this morning is just what the Bible says. Our, our expression, our victory in this, in this earth as Christians is largely dependent on us thinking like Jesus. Keeping our eyes on Jesus. Looking at him every step of the way. You know, there's things that are out there. There's distractions that will try to pull us away and try to get us to think different. But we need to realize this. We've changed our mind. We're not thinking about ourselves, about our life, the way we used to. We're taking on God thoughts. God thoughts. Thank you for listening to Liberty Christian Center's podcast. To partner with this ministry or for any additional information, please visit libertychristiancenter.org.